it just cuts right through you. So anyway, that was uh, that was yesterday, and here's today, completely different day. <laughs> uh, it's, it's much colder today, and you know it's like that day you go back after you know, after a week or so of uh, a vacation from you know grammar school, high school, college, whichever. It's tough getting back into the swing of things. It re- it always is, especially this time of year. So uh, good night, everybody. I gotta get it. No, so that was so so. Uh, but uh, other than that, Sharon and I, the uh, the lovely Sharon, uh, we went out to Pete's place on what was it? I'm, I'm getting my dates screwed up here because everything's out of whack. Uh, it was Sunday night. We went to Pete's. That was good. Great food. Um, tried to get into another place. Couldn't get there. But you know, I'm always a late bloomer. I'm always, hey, we should make reservations. I'm well, Glenn, it's six thirty at night. It's a little late for that. <laughs> And then we hung out at the house and watched the uh, one one observation about drop uh, watching the ball drop. If you're watching the ball drop, uh, like like 99 percent of the Americans on TV, m- most of us are streaming or getting our uh, signal or whatever we're watching by way of the internet. Uh, that's what streaming TV is all about. That's that's the new thing. And even when it was cable, there was still a delay in terms of time just for them to get this. If you're ever talking to someone, for instance. On the phone, when there's a live event, like a sporting event, it's amazing how out of, out of whack everything is. You know, you might see the play 10, 15 seconds before someone else, or even longer. And they'll say something to the effect like, wow, boy, you're way ahead of me. And for whichever reason, Watertown seems to be way ahead of the rest of the world, at least people that I know down in the New York area. They see a play like 30 seconds later. Here's my point. When the, when the ball drops, it's already midnight by at least 30 seconds. <laughs> And let, for which, and I know we might have talked about this over the years, but it, it's so much more obvious now because, you know, we, we have Alexa in, in our living room. Sorry for setting up your Alexa if, if, twice already in this show because that's what happens uh, if it's in the room when you're listening to me, that is. But um, I looked over at the clock and it's like, you know, here it is. We're, we're not even at the, uh, the 22nd count. And I look over at the clock. It's already midnight. So it's, it's kind of like a, a watered-down version. I was like, wait, who, who are we paying – Paying homage to? Are we paying, you know, Spectrum or Greenwich Time? Because <laughs> right now it's been 2024 for 25 seconds, and I didn't know that. So I feel kind of gypped in a way. I want those 25 seconds back. Just an observation. And of course, uh, getting into today's news cycle, um, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jardine. What's her What's her name? Bernadette. Anyway, her last name is Gay. And she was, up until a couple of hours ago, the president of, uh, of Harvard University. But our own, or semi-own, uh, congressperson, used to be the congressperson for Watertown, uh, just part of Fort Drum and Carthage these days and everything east of where we are right now. Uh, that is, of course, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik grilled her and two other presidents, as we all know, about three, four weeks ago. Uh, but uh, it's funny how the, the, the press or the media uh, reports this. Um, and they related to what happened three, four weeks ago on the Hill in front of Congresswoman uh, Stefanik and others with respects to October 7th and, uh, and the college's response to anti-Semitism on campus. It's all in context. We, we, we like to look at it that way. Well, they're reporting it that way today. If you've noticed just in the last few hours listening to CBS, I'm sure you're hearing it and seeing it. Other, I have actually gone online to look at it on X and so forth. And what they're saying is it's, it's all in relation to what happened to uh, the hearings a couple of weeks ago about anti-Semitism? Very little. I'm not saying exclusively not, for the lack of a better grammatical way of explaining it. They, they rarely say anything with respects to plagiarism. 
because over the weekend, yet more and more cases of plagiarism were brought to the surface. So this woman was just a bad choice from the begin from the from the get go. Not just because of what she said that day uh, with the other two presidents, one of which resigned the following day, I believe, from UPenn. The other one from uh, um, MIT is still there, but. It really added up against Gay, the president of, uh, of Harvard. She's only been there for six months. Uh, and I think the big, big reason wasn't because of how she stood up against or in defense of uh, her, their policy uh, on, on campus in relation to October 7th, but it had a lot to do with the plagiarism. So whether or not former President Barack Obama came to the table and said, look, we, we, you know, I tried, but this is all adding up, which is not good, not good. So uh, she's gone. My guess is more than likely she's probably going to be replaced by a more more radical uh, representative of, of uh, Harvard University. And, of course, who could forget, more than likely it's going to be a black woman. We'll have to be on the lookout for that in the upcoming days. Right now, nothing's going on in Harvard. They're in between uh, uh, two semesters. It's winter recess or whatever they call it. Uh, but it, it's no surprise that she uh, she retired today because— if memory serves me, if you make it to the next calendar year, uh, you, that adds uh, that adds more money towards your pension or whatever retirement you might have with that institution. It's just a guess. It's a pretty good one. And yes, there was mounting evidence of more plagiarism, like I said, over the weekend. But it's funny that she retires uh, the second day of the new year. Just a thought. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. Don't forget the 315. Uh, other things going on around town, not much, not much to declare, unless I'm missing something. Great discussion today with uh, with Millie Smith. I hope to get Millie on here as well. Uh, but that, that crazy thing that happened in Rochester, um, th- this guy was from the Syracuse area, went to a party. He had some crazy, I don't know, gas ca- canisters in his car. Now they're saying he was mentally ill. It wasn't diagnosed. Okay, whatever. I love how they apologize for these people. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had something wrong with him. Two people dead. Um, that happens on New Year's Eve. And, um, you know, it was a fiery mess. And, of course, the other thing that's going on uh, that continues to happen, although I have to give credit to the NYPD uh, for uh, there wasn't one issue down in New York City. I thought there would be, knowing uh, what we saw uh, the week before or a couple weeks earlier when they, when they uh, lit the tree there in Rockefeller Center. There was a lot of issues there, and, I, and there were some issues on Christmas Day. I said, oh, boy, New Year's is going to be a, a, a sad moment for New York City history. But once again, the men in blue proved that uh, they run the city and not the Hamas supporters. So anyway, um, if you have a, an interesting story that you'd like to share about your New Year's Eve or what's happening in your life right now or things that perhaps are happening in the neighborhood here in Watertown, uh, by all means, give me a shot. Let's talk about it. Uh, Jeff called me today, Jeff Jeff Graham. He said, oh, what do you think about the show? I said, well, it was great. It was, I didn't hear all of it. But, uh, you know, Millie's always on top of things. And, and it wasn't just about be, being a school board member, um, not at all. In fact, she talked about politics. Millie actually admitted today she's a registered Democrat. Um, but I did not know that. Uh, so, but she certainly comes across as, as a conservative. And, you know, there's a lot of examples of that, of people that have an allegiance to a party and, and think completely different. A lot of times it's just a matter of I haven't changed my party allegiance because I don't know how. (laughs) But nonetheless, uh, the the discussion went well beyond what's happening in the school, the hallways. What's interesting is that she is up for re-election again. I don't know how they call it, but nonetheless, her term ends this spring. 
So uh, I, for one, would like to rally support for Millie. Uh, and if even if you're not the type of person who who would uh, you know who agrees with Millie, you have to have at least some type of leverage when it comes to a board. I don't care if it's a board for the ASPC, ASPCA or NAACP. You need balance. You need people to have different approaches. Too often we've had school boards, and we've seen this in many cases down in Fairfax, Virginia, here, there, everywhere, just during COVID, of how how lopsided school boards are always on one side of the political coin. It doesn't get you anywhere. Uh, it just cr- creates havoc. But Millie, on the other hand, ha- is this voice, in my opinion, obviously, voice of reason. And she's had her kids through the system. She's in the medical field. Uh, she talks about drugs, illicit drugs, blah, blah, blah. Not all of them are selling them in the hallways, as it was described by some people. That's not the case at all. Um, so uh, we will rally support uh, for, uh, for Millie when she... Uh, runs for re-election this spring right here on the Live at Five show. And I dare say Jeff would probably have the same support. Now, speaking of the show this afternoon, once again, my name comes up. And Jeff says uh, in a sheepish way, it's like, uh, did uh, did Glenn say something mean about the new superintendent? 755. So Millie said no. I, I, you know, and remember, uh, Jeff wasn't around this time last year. He was recovering. Uh, and uh, I can't remember when this discussion first came up about the superintendent, but the big to-do or issue that I had at one point about a year ago or so was um, this this discovery, at least, of the superintendents of social media co- contacts and, and, and different things that were on his page at the time. And this was all during a time when we were learning a lot about you know, what was going on in Fairfax, Virginia, why Glenn Youngkin took over as governor of the great state of Virginia. So there was a lot of things that were lending itself towards that discussion. Like, wow, is this happening here also in Watertown with the new superintendent? Look at his social media. But that's not the case at all. And Millie described that very, very well. He is a proactive guy, and I don't care what allegiance he has towards Barack Obama or whether or not he's a supporter of this, that, or the other thing. At the end of the day, it comes down to how he interacts with his school district. And he's doing a tremendous job. And I'm not just saying that just from the surface, but I also get this from, from people who know, who have children in there, and they're very happy with him. At this, at, that said, at that time, me as a, uh, as a so-called uh, you know, conservative talk show host— I did make a couple of, you know, uh, observations, which I took hell for uh, from uh, certain people on Public Square. But you know what? A year later, I could just, I could say this. Uh, things are looking very good. There's a lot of challenges at all schools. And the biggest challenge that uh, not just Watertown has, but many schools in the Northeast, for that matter, throughout the country, is that kids aren't learning. It's awful. Uh, the, the level of reading, um, in, in many cases, certainly in urban uh, cities, you know, you, you, you're looking at kids that are in high school that, that have, in, in many cases, uh, a fourth or fifth grade level of reading capacity. That's not good. That's not good at all. So, you know, I, I, I dare say that uh, our public school systems up here uh, fare a lot better uh, than, than down, down in the New York area. That's for sure. 755-1240 is the number. Uh, no one's chiming in today. So that gives me an opportunity to uh, showcase some of our sponsors, which we'll do right now. We'll be back right after this. Abby and Derek here for Fusillo Hyundai in Watertown, where we have the 788-5097. We're back. That was simple. That was easy, right? So just covering the bases here, uh, it was Claudine Gay. I'm sorry about that. Uh, She resigned hours ago from Harvard. And... uh, it's, it, here's here's, uh, here's big news in New York City. A major New York City storm 
could bring significant snow for the first time in nearly 700 days. Go figure, almost two years. Uh, and this is this is something that caught my attention earlier in the day. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this, and this is something we got to bring up with Attorney Joe Stanley tomorrow. He calls on Wednesdays. Self-driving cars in California exempt from traffic tickets, even if they crash. Is, is there no accountability in the future, folks, when cars drive themselves that might be registered to someone that, you know, might have been at risk for letting their car drive itself? I don't know. That doesn't seem to add up. I'll say it again. California, self-driving cars exempt from traffic tickets, even if they're in a crash. It's like so many things that just don't add up anymore. It truly is. Uh, and then, so, blah, blah, blah. All right, so that, that, that's one thing. And then uh, in the middle here towards, uh, rather, in relationship to the regional area, uh, I mentioned it earlier, the suspect uh, from the Kodak Center crash from the Syracuse area uh, this is a report. I don't know how old this is, but it's at the top of the page. He, in fact, has died himself from injuries. So that's three total. Two people died, and then the driver himself from Syracuse has passed on. Still a crazy, crazy story. Almost as crazy as that story that happened last month or a month and a half ago in Niagara Falls when that one particular car uh, just drove like 100 miles an hour into, a, into some type of blockade where the two people, two occupants passed away in that. A lot of crazy stuff coming out in Western New York in recent months, that's for sure. So, uh, and uh, who, who can also attest, to, if you're a college football fan, you're very happy uh, with what happened at the Rose Bowl. I'm not. I think they're big-ass cheaters over there in Michigan after being uh, found earlier this season of uh, stealing signs from opposing teams by going to their games prior to their own matchups and stealing the signs in, you know, in, in other stadiums. That's such a, such a really crappy thing to do. But nonetheless... Uh, Michigan is uh, is still in the hunt for the uh, for the national title. Uh, the uh, uh, and, and the big controversy, not to get into sports, but it was controversial in the Lions Dallas game. Uh, it certainly looks like that lineman reported to the uh, to the referee, but others say they lined up incorrectly anyway. So there's always going to be something of that nature. However, that said, the crew that was involved, hopefully I'm getting this right, that were involved in that game were, or will be taken away from the postseason. So. That's a good sign because referees are reprimanded for bad calls and maybe not just that one. So that you, you kind of get a grade uh, based on how you perform and whether or not there's you know, suspe- you know some, some calls that are suspect, to say the least, that might work against you as a crew. Um, so obviously that, that, that tells a story in itself. They're not going to the postseason. That's uh, pretty debilitating if you're a referee knowing that. Uh, 755-1240. Is anyone alive today? Did everyone just give up after listening to the Hotline Show that they don't need to listen to AM 1240 and the 5 o'clock hour anymore? Not at all. Bring back Millie. Yeah, no, Millie uh, is, uh, is, is incredible. And I, by the way, a couple of things. Um, the, the, the party that they had uh, for Jeff Smith back early in December was great. And I don't think I, I said enough about Matt Doheny's party a couple of Fridays ago at his residence right here in Watertown. What a magnificent home. Uh, and that said, I don't know who has a better house. And I hope I'm not speaking out of line, but Matt Doheny has a beautiful house. It looks like the house from Home Alone. Uh, just gorgeous. And then after that, what well, you know, we, we decided to walk over to, uh, actually I drove, over to uh, Jeff's, uh, Mayor Jeff Smith's house. What an extraordinary, extraordinary home. Which, which leads me to, 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 to think, I mean, these houses, theirs in particular, was probably built in the 1870s. So do the math. That's that's a over 150 year old home, 
Uh, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of homes that are as old, if not older, that look like they're 150 years old in this town. But it's testament that they're standing. And in, the, in their case, uh, Jeff and Millie, just, just, they, just, they did so much to that home. It's one of the bigger homes in, in the city, uh, of course, right there in Kai's, I could say that. Uh, and uh, that's, that is an historical part of, of Watertown because it's proximity to uh, the banking uh, uh, you know, institutions back in the early 19th century. And, of course, for that matter, Public Square. Uh, but uh, they just don't build them like that anymore. Uh, it's just a magnificent, magnificent place. Uh, and in comparison to what we're building today, don't get me wrong, a new house is, is, is what people want to live in. It's got all the modern amenities. And there's, 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 found, there's no foundation issues, hopefully. Uh, and uh, there's, there's those secure windows that keep you away from the cold and whatnot. Your, your, your electric bills are, are low. But, uh, boy, there's nothing like the aesthetic value of an old Victorian-style house. And, boy, this town certainly has them. That's for sure. Uh, that said, speaking of old, uh, my next, once I get the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, um, the video from yesterday, the report to the downtown news report from, from the uh, uh, library yesterday where the swearing in process took place, my next in, uh, project uh, for downtown news will be uh, the restoration of all the, all the glass, um, the stained glass that is, at uh, First Presbyterian Church. That church was built prior to the uh, Civil War. I believe it was built in 1854. So anything that was built in the 19th century is old, but anything that was built before the Civil War is really, really ancient stuff. And Watertown's chuck full of that. And it's just a, an honor to know that there's a good deal of architecture still standing right here in this town uh, from that era. The greatest era, in, I think, in American history uh, were the post-war years after the Civil War in, in 1870, right through the gay 90s. It was uh, you know, just a tremendous, tremendous time. And uh, we see it every day when you're in this town. It's a shame to see uh, older homes uh, deteriorating. But I got to make a footnote on something that I've been noticing now for some time. If you go down Stone Street off Massey, and it's typically that block that a lot of us take to avoid um, the intersection of Arsenal and Massey, uh, where the Great Wall of China is. You know what I'm saying. That is a pain in the ass intersection to make a left on. So as, so as a result, people coming from the east or southeast side of, of town, they'll scoot on over to Stone Street, uh, a residential street, and then, and then make a right, I believe it's whatever street that is, towards um, Arsenal. But there's two homes there that were in desperate need of repair, uh, one of which was just sold on the market. And this house must have suffered. I think it had a small fire. There was a couple of fires on that, on that city block a couple of years ago. And typically when that happens, like it just either sits there or they eventually tear it down. It all depends on how severe the fire was. Well, in the cases of these two homes, and, and granted, these are not old Victorian-style homes. They're just, you know, normal-size homes probably built in the, the early part of the, 19th, of the 20th century, whichever. Stone Street's an old street, so I could be wrong on that. But I tell you what, these crews were working uh, on this one particular house, and uh, it's and it's 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 troubling to see a house that needs work that just gets patched up with a couple of nails and a can of paint and they you know slap up some some vinyl siding on it. That's fine and dandy to make it functional so people can live in there again. But it would be nice to see it you know restored to, uh, even greater than that. And well, that definitely is the case of a beige home on 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 Stone Street. So in other words, when you're driving towards the mall. On Stone Street, it's off to the left-hand side, just before you make the right-hand turn. 
And I just want to give kudos. I did write down the number of the uh, of the real estate firm that was that was involved with that sale, uh, but I, I have since lost it. It was it was a name I never saw before. But I just saw a lot of young 20, 30-something-year-old men and women working on it like Amish people, although they weren't Amish. They clearly had ram trucks and so forth there. And they worked on it very, very hard. And uh, now the fruits of their efforts are there, and it looks like it's been sold. That is just one of so many stories that are just go unnoticed in this town. There's so many other examples because, you know, I'm not a cab driver, but I know this town like the back of my hand, like Johnny Oli does in Havana. And I see a lot of houses that went into disrepair, and then at one time or another, someone either goes in there and, and fixes it up just enough, or in this case, goes the full gambit. And it's just really, really good to see. There's another house on Stone Street that fit, fits that bill, too. There's nothing better than seeing a work on an old house that clearly, clearly needs it. And that really, again, you know, no disrespect to the, to the speeches I heard yesterday from our council people. Obviously, we got to worry about clean water. Obviously, we got to worry about the national grid, uh, you know, contract coming coming to an end at the end of this of the, of this decade. And yes, we should talk about crime and drug use and so forth. But that's a national issue that, unfortunately, you know, council people at City Hall just aren't be, aren't able to really take care of. Uh, it's just out of their it's out of their reach, in my opinion. But I think the real problem uh, with Watertown, not just for 2024, but going into the future is resurrecting old city lots and old homes. I've said it again and again. Uh, we're, Sharon and I are very, very privileged and thankful. I thank God every day that we found the house that we found some time ago. It was over 22 years ago now. And uh, old house built in 1900. And uh, this, this house is going to stand a lot longer than Sharon and I will. But at the time when we purchased it, it was it was in disrepair. It was leaking. It needed a roof. Desperately needed a roof, and uh, it was in bad shape. So that's one of thousands of examples in, in upstate New York over the last 10, 20 years, uh, where homes have gone into disrepair but have been brought back. To me, I think that's our biggest challenge. That truly is our biggest challenge: is bringing back as many homes as possible, so that people can literally live in them. And enjoy them the way they're supposed to be. But that said, there's a lot more reasons for, for having a house that, that has a family inside it. It it's also means more taxation. It means that the house itself is going to be maintained. It means other people's properties adjacent to or within that city block will also benefit from it as well. To me, that's what it's all about. When you have a beautiful home of 20 homes and you got one, one tumor right in the middle, a piece of cancer uh, with a, with, you know, treated like a tenement home that's rented by six, seven other people, whichever, and they're, and they're living out on the, on, the, on the sidewalks or parking their car on the front lawn because there's not enough room in the back uh, and the doors are wide open and whatnot. This is the type of stuff that can destroy an entire neighborhood. And that's, to me at least, and I, and I know I've been t- saying this for a long, long time, is clearly Watertown's biggest challenge. If you, walk, if you drove along either Boyd Street or Academy Street or a lot of, lot of homes along State Street and just count the number of homes that are, just haven't been lived in. Um, I, that, 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 and I said, you just can't stick up your ma- magic wand and just you know, twirl it over the, the city and, and, and it magically comes back. We certainly need a lot more uh, to fulfill or to bring these homes back. The one big issue, and I, I've talked about this before, is the Micron uh, chip plant down in Syracuse, in the Syracuse area in Clay, New York, which is about 90 miles from here. Granted, that is a long ways away. That's not going to fill every empty house in Watertown in the upcoming years, but it should be a really good, good start. 
And not to mention also, a couple of weeks ago, we got great news, I believe, from Senator Schumer himself, exclaiming how we're going to have 1,500 uh, troops uh, and a special military division coming up here uh, in the upcoming months. I don't know when, but obviously that's going to be a big boost, not just to Watertown, but certainly to Jefferson County. All right, so we got finally somebody on the phone. Let's see who that is. See if it's Jason. No, it's not. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn, if the, if the city don't enforce the code, it's never going to be changed. So you're saying that the only way we can bring back uh, or at least bring back some of these houses to uh, respectability is to change the code, right, Louie? No, not change the code. Obey the code the way it's written now. They don't do nothing about it. There's been uh, houses in Watertown that have been in disrepair for 30 years. In fact, I've called about them that long ago. They don't do nothing about it. They still sit there just like they were. So let me they ask. drive around Watertown. Oh, believe me, I, I, I'm with you, Louie. I'm with you. So let me ask you, is it because that it, it's it, you can't draw blood from a stone? You can't call up an out-of-town out of landlord? Even if you do, it's not going to go anywhere? What's your thoughts? Why do you think this is happening? The, the, the code, the way the code, I think it reads, they, they, they give you a notice that your property is in disrepair and it's got to be done. They give you a 24-hour notice or whatever it is. Right. If it's not done within 24 hours, they charge $100 a day until it is done, and then they tear it down. But they don't do that. Well, I remember, remember, Louis, you about 20, maybe, I don't know, maybe even 30, and back in the 90s, about 25, 27 years ago, they did tear down houses that were in desperate need of repair. What 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 happened? Why did we stop doing that, Louie? <laughs> because there's no law. Because they don't do nothing to the people. <laughs> they don't tear them down. There's the one on the corner of uh, uh, Factory Square. Yeah, I know what you. Uh, I know what you're talking High about. Street. That, yeah. that just sets there and sets there. And well, what's the story on it? Well, you know, it's funny. It's you an should... eyesore. It is talking an eyesore. about talking about uh, houses ruining the neighborhood. Well, mm -hmm. almost every neighborhood is ruined by one or two houses. I agree. High Street, especially. Go, go on up on Washington Street and check out some of them backyards. It shock you. Uh, what part? What are we talking? What part of Washington Street are we talking about, Louis? The whole street. The uh, whole street. Them houses aren't pristine. The, well, the houses, the, the front might look pretty good, but in the back there's cars parked and junk and trash and everything else. So, Louis, what do we do about this? I just told you what you do about it. You have a code, a code and you enforce yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but uh, again, getting back to what, I mean, we need some type of injection of, of money and, and in capital. And I know we, we just, there was a report the other day that we're going to get a couple of million, but is that enough? I mean, we, we, we need some, we need, like, for instance, the example of the house on Stone Street. I, a bunch of young people, you know, put that house back together like the Scarecrow and, it, and it's, uh, the Wizard of Oz. They, it's, it's functional now. It looks beautiful. I mean, it's, it, should we look at it one house at a time, Louis, or do we need a lot more than that? I mean, I, to me, I, we, need, we need money. We need, we need some infusion here and some promise that this will get us somewhere if we rebuilt, for instance, in the next five years, 500 well, homes. Well, it's just, it's, it's just I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. But uh, uh, how about, uh, what was it, uh, Arena? How, yeah. how much money did they put in that? 40 four, million four, or 10 no, or something? No, it's like 14 million, yeah. And well worth, well well, worth well, it, well, though. Well, the Arena was only uh, 40 years old. There's houses that are 150 years old, and they're still standing. They look beautiful. Well, there was a difference there. That place was really never an arena, and we needed it as a functional municipal place for people to be entertained. It was a quality of life issue, and I thought that money was well spent. Uh, but homes that have been sitting un unnoticed or are neglected uh, for even a couple of years uh, is detrimental. And, and there's so yeah. many examples of that, unfortunately. 
Some houses Another I agree need to be torn down. doesn't make sense to me is that new YMCA. Why is that? We're, we're, this is good we stuff. we got more uh, physical fitness buildings and, uh, you know, a dollar a week. Uh, they had that. I forget the name of the place now. Oh, uh, yeah, Planet Fitness. And then, yeah. and they, Planet Fitness? Right. I mean, you couldn't beat that for a deal. Right, right, right. Uh, and then, the then they had to build that. What's the idea of that? <laughs> Well, I could tell you this much, Louie. Every time I go by uh, the new YMCA, it's packed. I mean, it is I know packed. it's packed, probably because they give uh, free memberships to the, uh, the refugees that are coming in. No, well, first of all, that's untrue. And if there's... I know, I know. Well, I'm exaggerating. I know. I'm going to be funny. Yeah, I know. But, you know, who was it? Who was it? Uh, uh, our mayor? Our, uh, oh, what the hell do you call her? Anyway, was going to give money for the... People coming in. Oh, to do uh, something. Uh, someone local or Kamala? Ha- who are you talking about? I, I don't know. Oh, probably Kathy Hochul. Very... Kathy Hochul. Yeah, 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 Kathy Hochul. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah. she's fitting in a direct line with the. So, uh, Louis, um, interesting. 2024. We're here. It's an election year. It's the second day of the year, and people are grumbling. Oh. They're saying, "Oh, look at Joe Biden's approval ratings are in the sewer." What say you? What What's going to happen in November, according to Louis? I, I don't know, because I don't even believe in voting. I don't know why anybody would want to vote. Why is that? Well, what? It's been corrupt for the last, I don't know how many years. It's a, it's a joke. The, 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 the election system's a joke. Anything They can do anything they want. Have people do, uh, vote 14, 15 times, and they get caught, and they get accused of it and everything else. Nothing happens. This, this is kind of off the subject. Yeah. But uh, and this is somebody that I don't want to mention his name or nothing. But he got uh, arrested for or not. I don't even think he got arrested for thirty-two thousand dollars for uh, cheating that woman there mm. out of home repairs. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember? Yeah, you, you I remember had that? the woman here. She was very lovely. Yeah, she was here about eight nine months ago. Yeah, I remember that. Uh huh. So anyway, she uh, uh, he never paid her. He never got arrested. Nothing ever happened to him. And he's been doing things like that ever since. Last week, he ran into a building on uh, uh, Factory Square with his car and smashed it into a building because that was his ex-partner. Nothing happens to him. Wow. Absolutely nothing. Louis should be a reporter, by the way. So, Louis, let me ask you. You're you're an an Italian. Is that correct? Pardon me? You're Italian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I can get into that too. No, nah, don't, don't, don't get into. It. I'm just, I'm trying to make a point here because I saw an interview. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, and Sammy the Bull Gravano, a known killer, a bad dude, not a good guy, mind you, uh, from the south of Queens, and I know the area very well. And he was on, he was on uh, Jesse Waters, and at one point during the interview, he said, "You know what? We should have the mob back again." And some people would say, "Oh, you can't have the mob back. That's awful." But you know what, Louie? And I'm not... I'm, it anyway. I'm, They're all running the government. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's very true. And you know what? Sammy the Bull said that. But you know what? He, let me just say this. And I'm not provoke, I'm not promoting violence. But when something like that happened, that scenario you just mentioned, people took care well, of that. They didn't wait for yeah. the law. They didn't wait for a judgment. They didn't wait for the law, the cops that show up, or the ordinance guy. People took care of that yeah. stuff, Louie. Sometimes yeah, you've got to look at it that way. Here's another thing. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Graham instigates violence. He instigates crime. What? I don't know if you're aware of it. When you listen to his show, he tells you, put a sidewalk in on the weekend when nobody's looking, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what the hell did he say today? Huh. Uh, he's always instigating, you know. Wait, 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 wait. What, what's the sidewalk? Is that a cement, uh, like put, uh, uh, bury someone in a, in a cement block or something? 
Like a sidewalk reference? I don't get that. Sorry. Care of my ignorance. What are you getting at? Like I said, he's telling you to uh, to intentionally break the city code. Oh, okay. Do it when nobody's looking. Ah, okay. All right. I thought it was something different. Sorry. And he's, he's saying it all the time. <laughs> right, right. He said, what else does he say? Something else he tells people to do. Well, and I don't, well, he's he's done he's done dirty deeds. Oh, and nothing stop. ever we, happened to him. I, well, well, he didn't drive into a building or rip someone off for tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, come on, Louie. We're putting we're throwing people in the in, in, in this badass category that don't deserve to be there. You you've had you a wanna, gripe with Jeff for years. I don't know why. The, the comments on that piece there. I don't know how I got it on my What about the uh, uh, the the incident the crash? No, I, I didn't hear yeah, anything about yeah, that. Yeah, well he's a relative of mine, so that's why I know about it. But yeah. like he's been in trouble since day one, drugs, right. this, that. Thievery. Right. Nothing ever happens to him, and that's the way it is. And you know what's even worse about that is that he gives contractors a bad name, and, and, and oh, they, yeah. they don't need that as it is because there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of there's a lot of bad contractors out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. and and, and that woman. Everybody. Yeah. A lot I, I, of bad doctors. So I, don't, I don't trust doctors. Yeah. And and the woman that came in here, she very intelligent. I mean, she she was very forgiving, uh, innocent. You know, because she she needed work because her mom was living with her. It was a horrible story, yeah. and she lost a lot of money. I hopefully hopefully something could right. be resolved there. I, I agree with you, Louis. I, I think we should yeah. bring the mob back to tell you the truth. But let's bring back Harry the horse. And just just like the sign ordinance, is there a sign ordinance or isn't there? Well, I'm sure there is. We're just not in Louis. At the end of the they day, don't enforce it. I agree. I listen. I talked to a well-known businessman in town a couple months ago. He says there's some, there's certain things that when you know, like if someone's going to drive off in a in a in a company vehicle or an ATV and just go on a joyride, it's just you, you might as well just, just don't even think about calling the local police because they're 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 stuck with something else. And even if they catch someone for doing uh, such a crime, it doesn't go anywhere. So the, yeah. the, the Hochul changed the rules. Cuomo changed them before her. And now we're at the point where people just don't want to, you know, they don't, they don't want to enforce things that I'm going to just, it's just going to be a colossal waste of time. So that's why yep. people get away with this stuff, Louie, unfortunately. Yep, I hate to uh, say this again, too, but how many un- unsolved murders have there been in Watertown? You know, Louie's been talking about that for a long time. But here's the good news. We literally went uh, 365 days, unless we find some cadaver in an apartment in the next couple of weeks. There has been no murder in Watertown. Is that correct, Louie? Well, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't know if there was a murder or not, and it don't matter because nobody gets convicted of them or arrested. Well, uh, that said, uh, we at this point can honestly say that during the calendar year 2023, uh, there were no murders in Watertown. So there you go. Yes, it was. How about the one out in, uh, back at Target? Hmm. Oh, wow. Louie's on fire. You're absolutely right, Louie, and that's within the city grade as well. You're correct. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I stand correct. Well, yeah, see, nobody even notices them. How, how could anybody want to live there? You'd think it'd be empty by now. Wow. I would want to live in an apartment where somebody was murdered and nobody knows who it is yet. Well, first of all, Louis, they do know who he is, and he was incarcerated at the time when, when they when they uh, uh, pinned it on him. So it was an inside deal. It, it, apparently, and, and you know what's funny about this? Hopefully I'm right on this. I don't want to be incriminating, as if I'm not already today. But nonetheless, I said, I bet you this, is, this was like a relative, like a granddaughter's you know, druggy boyfriend right, that, that right, found right. out there's mo- money in there. As it turns out, I think I was correct. It's amazing how how things are so yeah, predictable. You're right, you're that right. She was a beautiful you're woman, right. older, yeah. 80-something, still working. Uh, and yeah. by the way, those apartments are not cheap, Louie. Those, those are nice back there. I know. I know they they're, are. They're yeah. nice. 
So she had money. And I think they're building some more as we speak. Well, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but we need we, we need to we need to fix the houses that are here with garages and driveways, quality of life, proximity to the city well, and it's churches. We're fixing the houses and getting big rent wow, because they got all the government subsidized housing all over the that, area. That, there lies the problem, Louis. There lies count, the problem. Count count them housing areas and count how many families that they took away from Watertown. I agree. You know, I agree. Unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. It is. And Louis, thank you for bringing up the murder at uh, behind Target. I totally forgot about that. I'm remiss yep, yep, in my yep. Well, in my everybody forgot here. about it because it don't matter. It's not a big deal anymore. But, Louie, you remembered, so that's commendable on uh, at your age. You know, that's good. Yep. I, I didn't remember I that remember, at all. I remember the night Egan's got killed. Well, Louie's on fire today. By the way, that's going to be I, 60 years this uh, upcoming uh, December 31st. You, you know why I remember? Well, I remember it because they were kind of friends of mine, Egan's. They weren't bad people. They <laughs> were, you know, lowlifes. Right. Yeah, we've got a lot of them. Anyway, around. I let one of my best friends borrow my car that night, hmm. New Year's Eve. Yeah. And when that happened, and I know this friend of mine, he's that type, I says, Oh my God, Egan's got killed and this friend of mine had my car. Hmm. I guess it never they never associated him with it. Hmm. Who was your friend, if you don't mind me asking? Pardon me? Who was your friend? Oh, he just passed away, uh uh. Oh, about six months ago, hmm. he was a he was a cottage owner down probably right around UR. Hmm. I, I don't know if I should mention his name, should I? Nah, don't. Nah, no, no, don't don't mention. His and name. He he was about the he was a friend of mine, but he was the the you know the the guy that got in trouble, and yeah, I yeah. was a kid that went home. Yeah, my yeah. mother and father you say you're going to get in trouble hanging around him. I said, no, I'm not. Hmm. Yeah. He does them things, I go home. Right. But he was the wor- one of the worst human beings i ever seen, mm. and he could do anything he wanted to do. He had good job after good job. Mm. He exposed himself down in front of the Elks last year, the year before. What? He got, he's, he's my age. Wow. He's 85 years old. He's exposing himself. He's still doing it. Jeez. But he got his, his boat exploded down in the water, and they found him dead. Remember that? No. Wow. Where was that? Oh, it was down in Point Peninsula or one of them places. Uh, <laughs> Jeepers. Uh, heart, uh, recently, six months ago, and they uh, he was a, a, a he loved fishing, yeah. and he was in his boat, and the boat caught on fire, and they found him in the oh, water. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was up in, I believe, Cape Vincent area. Yeah, I remember that. I they do they never that. investigated to see if it was a, a homicide or if it was a suicide or what happened. Nothing. Nothing ever. Nothing was ever said about Wait, it. Wait, was that the same guy that you just claimed did something in front of a church or the Elks Club? Uh, yeah, he, was, he got caught exposing himself in front of the Elks Club. Hmm. I, he I'm, was just a guy, Glenn. I don't know if you ever seen I'm people confused. like that. Yeah. Could do any thing he wanted to do, and he never got arrested or went to jail. Was he a tough, big guy that uh, no one screwed with? Is that was he a bully? No, no, he was a little. He was. He couldn't lick the hair off a mayonnaise sandwich, but he used to get <laughs> his big friends to fight for him. You right. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, then he'd go hide in the corner. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah, but uh, yeah, hmm. and uh, nothing ever happened to him. Isn't that something? Wow. Wow, yep. I'm a little confused on the timeline here, but uh, you definitely have a, a line on, on 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 some interesting people in the in the neighborhood, Louis. And I do remember well, I'm that nosy. story. I'm nosy. That's why. Well, well, it's good to be nosy. You you, you never be yeah, surprised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I go buy houses, and I know how much they wanted for them, how much they sold for them. Right. Uh, oh, let me tell you this one last story. Yeah. It's not a bad story. It's uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, 
my father had a cottage down there, and uh, Richie Doldo used to own it. You knew Richie Doldo, yeah. didn't you? But I know the Doldo but, family, sure. Yeah, well, anyway, he, he owned the last cottage down at the end, and it was like it was like a little uh, a little garage. So me and my wife were driving around here six months ago, and we drove down by there, and it had a for sale sign on it, and I figured the place was for sale for, oh, maybe eighty five, ninety thousand 90000 at the most. Right. No cellar, no windows in it. 200000 Wow. I called a realtor, you know, seven or eight times, never got an answer yet. Hmm. Wow. Now, what, what, what is going on? I don't know. I mean, is the you know, house... It's with everything, Glenn. Every, 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 almost everything I do, you yeah. know, is a little business thing or a little customer, whatever. They don't get back they, to you. They, yeah. They, they're they, terrible. They ignore, I mean, they the stores you. are terrible. You go, yeah. you go in a store that's got a $2 million worth of merchandise. There's nobody manning it, nobody to help you, right. nobody in there. Oh, I got a story for you. Yeah, I, it's funny that you should say that. But, Louie, I got to go. I got to do a break. But this is good stuff. I appreciate this, and you saved the show today, Louie, because it seemed at one point or another that the phones weren't working, but you brought up some good stuff, my friend. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I appreciate you listening. And Happy New Year. Yep, same to you. Uh, that's Louie. So Louie brings up something. Um, I'll be real quick about this. I, 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 Sharon and I, I got to, I don't know how to explain this. We have unlimited uh, movie watching if, I can't explain this any better than that. In other words, uh, Regal the Cinemas up here at Salmon Run Mall, uh, they have a thing where if you, I think it's $300, um, that you could watch as many movies as you want. Meaning like if you just got a big gulp and walk from one movie theater to another uh, during the day, they wouldn't stop you. You just show them your QR code, like, hey, I'm special. I have this VIP status. So as it turns out, uh, Glenn Curry's a moron, and I thought I had the card. I thought it was a card. And it said Regal or something. So we found a card in the kitchen. It's probably there for I don't know how many years. So we go to Regal this past weekend to see a movie. It was Saturday night. And uh, one, the, the, main, the main window there that's overlooking the, uh, the courtyard, the food court, nobody there. I get it. I understand. It's a Saturday night, night before. You know, it's early. Not many people go to the movie theaters. Let's save on money. So you got to go inside. There's another uh, desk there inside in the concession area. Nobody there either. Then it has a sign that says, if you want to get information or tickets or whichever, you have to go to concessions. So here it is. We're literally going to be buying tickets at the same counter where you buy popcorn and, and, and stuff and sodas. So we wait. We finally get there. They bring out a manager. And I show him the card. He says, no, that's just, a, he says, that's just an old Regal card. And that was it. And, and I was like, oh, uh, well, we were under the impression that we have unlimited. I said, no, you don't, you're not. And that was it. It wasn't like, and this is the time to upsell or to explain So what you, you know, sometimes when people, you know, come up with a story or something, you're the manager. But I never felt so perplexed. Well, I have, but nonetheless, one of those moments where, what do we do now? Here's, we came to the movie theaters, and as it turns out, I figured it out. I had to download an app, QR code, this, that, and the other thing. You had to jump through hoops to do this. But nonetheless, I figured the card was enough, and at least they would say, well, right, let's, let's look it up. Let's, let's see what we could do for you. Nothing. Not even a happy new year. It's incredible where customer service has gone these days. He looked at me like it was nuts. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Uh, my name is Beth Wagonar. Hi, Beth. My husband is the uh, new city art manager. <laughs> yes, the new city manager. I met you and your husband yesterday. Uh, second time yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yes. Yes. I just wanted, I know you're about done. Um, the, uh, this morning, uh, Jeff Graham was saying, uh, that he didn't know if, if Eric ever listened to it, but I do. 
Oh, oh yeah, well, that's good. Today, and then there was some conjecture because his name is Henriquez. And I just wanted to give a little bit of background information on that. Yes. Um, uh, Millie mentioned that. Yes. Was, hmm? Millie mentioned that your husband's name is not Eric, it's Enrico. Is that, am I right on that? It's actually Henrica. Enrique, okay. Uh, uh, Henrica's Franciscus Wagonar. Um, his parents came over from Holland hmm. as legal immigrants in uh, hmm. 1959. Well. And so that's a Dutch name. Very nice, like New Amsterdam. His yeah. His father was a. Yeah, I, I just will give a couple of facts and let you go. But his father was an RN in Holland, mm-hmm. and he was Eric, Eric was actually born in not Samaritan. What was the other hospital back in the? Uh, Mercy, Mercy Hospital. Yes, that, and that's where his father was a nurse as well. Oh wow! And um. So I just thought I'd throw that little tidbit out there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, we're talking to uh, the, our city managers. What you're the you're the first lady of city management, uh, mind you. And and your husband was uh, the manager up there at uh, I don't know what his exact title was at Fort Drum. So it's a nice fit from coming from Fort Drum to uh, the city of Watertown, uh, replacing Ken Mix, who did a spectacular job as our city manager for many many years. Uh, and under, underneath that city management. Uh, uh, title as well. So uh, we, we, this is going to be. Are you excited about uh, you know your husband being the water, the new city manager of Watertown with the with the new regime? <laughs> I'm sure you are. Actually, it is. You know, being in the military, we moved around a lot. Yeah. And so you you know every four years you had a new different whatever, and mm-hmm. so you know it does feel good for him to have to do something a little different for a while. Right. But it, yeah. are, are you guys originally from Carthage, or am I wrong on that? Eric Eric was born in Watertown, and, he, and his family lived in Watertown, and then they moved to Black River for a while. Black River, gotcha. Um, and so his elementary years were about Black River, and then he moved to Champion to a farm. Wow. And I think during that time, he went to the Catholic school in Carthage. Right. Um, yes, I know what you're talking about. I was going to say St. Saint, Saint uh-huh. But you know what, ma'am? What's your first name again, real quick? Beth. And but, I know you got to go, but I just wanted to give you that little tidbit. And we gotta, we've got to set up a time where we could bring in your husband and yourself, for that matter, into the Live at Five studio when, uh, as soon as possible. Uh, <laughs> my husband will do a great job with it. Me oh, not. I'm sure he will. I just, I just thought y'all would be interested. I appreciate in it. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you, and Happy New Year. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, uh, that was brought up today, and our new city manager has already started. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Monica Ricks. Claudine Gay has resigned as Harvard's president following weeks of backlash over her congressional testimony. New York Representative Elise Stefanik questioned her about an 